0: What's up, everyone? Corey Little here. Welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. This is episode number 49, How to Lose Weight When You Love Food. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I've got some uh, pretty big shoes to fill in this episode, huh? I mean, that's the question we all want answered. Like, how do I do this? How How in the world am I supposed to be able to lose weight when I love food so much? Well, hey, I got a secret for you. You ready? Here's my secret. I love food, (laughs) like, really, really love food. And I look forward to my meals and I really look forward to certain treats. You might think I'm Mr. Super Healthy Fitness Nutrition Guy who, like, never consumes any sugar and only eats organic vegetables and tofu and cardboard and grass. (laughs) And I drink magical water that's imported directly from Icelandic glaciers. But listen, guys, nothing could be further from the truth. Trust me. As a matter of fact, some of my friends and family have on occasion referred to me as the human garbage disposal. (laughs) Yeah, I can eat with the best of them. I love it. I love food. I love a heavy pasta dish on Friday nights. I love one of our local Chinese buffets. I love a good juicy burger with some bacon on it. I love pizza that's loaded with just about everything that's in the kitchen. And I love sweets. Allie and I have a sweet tooth the size of a small Volkswagen. (laughs) Cakes, pies, cookies, ice cream, you name it. We love it. And on occasion, I still love what I was raised on. Good old southern home cooking. Sweet potato souffle, cornbread, biscuits, gravy, dressing. All of that good stuff. And if you knew my history, like, all of this would make perfect sense. I came from an incredibly loving family, but also a family that put food at the center of everything. My family loved food, and they used any and every special occasion to indulge. If someone had a baby, hey, we're going to eat. If someone died, well, we're going to eat. Of course, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, it's obvious that literally everything circled around food. If I had to guess, a lot of you feel this way with your life and with your family. Like, it doesn't matter the occasion. Food was the medicine to treat any sickness or hardship, and it was the confetti to celebrate anything special or good that happened. So, as we move into this episode, do not think that I don't understand where you are or where you're coming from. Uh Uh-uh. That is not true. I'm a real person who probably loves food just as much or more than you do and everything I'm about to share, I've discovered through my personal experience and 20 years of finding out what works with other people who want to lose weight, but also love and celebrate food. So let's get started, shall we? How do you lose weight when you just love food so dang much? I'm going to give you six strategies today, six strategies that I've used with myself and still use with my clients. Now you can pick one or two that most resonate with you, or you can gradually implement all six. It's totally up to you, but don't do this. Don't listen to this podcast. Don't listen to this episode and think, oh wow, man, that really, that really made sense. I connected with that. Okay, now back to normal life. <laughs> don't do that. And look, if you do that, then just go look in the mirror every morning and say this out loud to yourself. I'm exactly how I am. Because I choose to be this way (laughs) because that's what taking no action says. That I am the way I am because I'm choosing this. Take some action, guys. I'm empowering you to do that, okay? Six strategies. Here we go. Let's do this. Number one, make it okay. Take away the guilt and shame. Now, this is definitely the most counterintuitive advice that you'll get especially that you'll get around loving food and losing weight. But I've seen it work again and again. Whenever we struggle with something, and it really doesn't matter what it is. Of course, we're talking about food today, loving food, you know, decadent, indulgent food. But whenever we struggle with something, and then we demonize it and make it shameful and bad and wrong, it just makes it stronger. (laughs) You would think that repeatedly impressing upon our brain how bad or wrong something is, would make us think logically and realize, hey, we should avoid that. And it's it's really in our best interest to avoid it. But sadly, that's often not the way it works. It's like when you're a kid and your mom or dad tells you to not do something, hey, don't do that. So of course, now you have to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, this is exactly what can happen when we label indulgent food and our love of food as bad and wrong and shameful. It's, it's the same thing as if I repeatedly tell you to not think of a red ball. Whatever you do, don't think of the red ball. For goodness sake, stop thinking of that red ball. Well, you can't get the red ball out of your head, right? I mean, it's stuck there. See, first of all, there's nothing wrong with a red ball. Just like there's nothing inherently wrong with a piece of cake or some french fries or pizza or whatever. And secondly, when your entire focus is on stopping or eliminating that thing your entire focus is still on that thing. It's still occupying your mental space. And even though the words no and don't are attached to it in your head, it's still in your head like all the time. Here's what I find happens With a lot of people, not all people, but a lot, once they take away the taboo of their food choices and their love of food. When you first make everything, like all that delicious food that you've always felt is so sinful, you know, that you've always felt so bad about, when you first take that mental step to make it okay and not bad or evil, you'll probably pig out a little bit. (laughs) I mean, it's just the way it is. And then you'll feel terrible physically because you're miserably full and bloated and you have brain fog, so like, eh, eh. But here's the vital part. You cannot allow yourself to also feel terrible mentally or emotionally. No, no, no. That's not allowed. Because if you go back to feeling terrible mentally and emotionally, then you're not, then you're not making this okay. You're, you're, you're falling into shame and guilt. So that's not allowed. Because everything you just did is perfectly okay. That's what we're establishing right here. And if you hang with this and you truly ingrain it in your brain, you might pick out once more. But the more you do it, and the more okay you become with it, and the less guilt and shame you feel, the more power those foods will lose, the less pull they will have on you. And before you know it, you'll be at an entirely new place mentally because those foods and the taboo associated with those foods aren't dominating your headspace anymore, Giving yourself the freedom to have those foods anytime you want, whenever, wherever, has drastically reduced their pull on you. It will drastically reduce that, I promise. It's not an overnight magical solution, but with, with a little practice, it works. I've seen it, and it's pretty incredible, and it's pretty powerful. And the next stra- the next strategy really pairs perfectly with this first one. It's almost like a step two from this first one. So next up, understand That food is not good or bad, and every food and every food choice is a packaged deal. Honestly, I I believe that this is one of the most powerful concepts we can embrace. It applies to basically every single area of our life. Every decision we make is a packaged deal. We get everything that comes with it, all of the benefits and all of the consequences. When you step back and think about it, it's true for every single thing in our life. And it's especially true for food. When you embrace your ultimate freedom that you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, with no shame or guilt, it's a pretty (laughs) amazing feeling. It's really awesome. But it's important to realize that while you have that freedom, and it might seem like a dream come true, you're not living in a magical dream world where calories and sugar and fat don't exist. The deal is not, hey, you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and never gain any weight, and never feel lethargic. That's just a lie. That's not the deal. The truth is, you have total freedom to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, with zero guilt or shame, but you get everything that comes with your choices, If I go feast on a Chinese buffet for two and a half hours, plate after plate, and then just another egg roll or two to finish it off, (laughs) if I do that, then I get everything that comes with that. I get to enjoy the incredible, delicious food savoring every bite. I get to enjoy the time with my wife or friends or family as we all sit together and eat and enjoy. I get to enjoy the temporary rush of feel-good chemicals that course through our body and brain when we're... Pouring in all that sugar and calories. (laughs) But I also get the other stuff too. I get the bloat in my gut and the feeling that my stomach and body is just kind of full of sludge for the rest of the day. I get the massive drop in energy about an hour after I finish eating. I get the brain fog and the lethargy and lack of motivation to do anything productive for the rest of the day. I get the disrupted digestive system for the next day or two. And if I do this regularly enough, I would also get the weight gain that comes from eating this kind of food on a consistent basis. Now, on the flip side, if I choose to eat grilled chicken, sweet potato, and some broccoli or green beans, something like that, I get everything that comes with that package of deal. The food isn't quite as tasty. No, that is, that is not a Chinese buffet. I'm not going to enjoy it as much. I don't get all the temporary feel-good chemicals you know, rushing through my brain and my body. But my brain will be super sharp. I'll have great energy for hours and hours. My digestion will be smooth and great. No heartburn or indigestion or sludgy feeling in my stomach. And making the choice to eat like this consistently will lead to a healthy fit body that I enjoy and is ready for action when I'm ready to call on it. My friends, everything is a packaged deal. And when we realize this and actively weigh the positives and negatives of our food choices, not not from a place of shame or guilt or embarrassment or obligation or disgust, but from a logical place where we simply think about what all comes in that package deal. And what do we truly want? When we do that, we're empowered to make the best choice, a choice we're happy with that will lead us to what we truly want, not just right then, not not just what we want in that moment, but what we want in the long term as well. And sometimes the Chinese buffet is worth it, and sometimes it's not. And we say, you know what, I want the grilled chicken and the sweet potato because that connects with me more, and that brings what I want. So that's number two. That's strategy number two. Next up, strategy number three make small changes and quit the all at once crap. (laughs) Look, if you truly love food and want to lose weight, the absolute worst thing you could do is try to force yourself to change everything all at once. You're going to feel incredibly deprived and in no time, you'll just want to totally rebel and say, screw it all. Your brain will make this quick leap to a totally irrational conclusion. Oh, Like, insert the Eeyore voice now. Do you guys remember Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Like, oh, woe is me. This is horrible. If this is what it takes to lose weight, I just can't do it. I'll never be able to eat my favorite foods again. I'll never be able to eat my favorite foods again. That's bull crap, guys. Look, that's your brain going to emotional thinking and trying to find a way out because in reality, you want a piece of cake or candy bar or donuts now, and you don't want to have to wait. And if you can make this seem like the whole thing you're doing with your diet and trying to lose weight, if you can make that seem so miserable that you're justified in quitting, then winner, winner, pizza for dinner. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's easy way out. And one of the best ways to combat this is by taking things slowly and only changing maybe one meal at a time. For a week or two, just pick one meal and only change that one leave the rest alone. This way, you're taking steps towards the body and health that you want without being miserable and without overwhelming yourself. Now, before we move forward, I can already hear where your brain goes with this. Just change one meal. Uh, Yeah, that sounds great, but changing one meal doesn't matter. It won't do crap. If I still eat A bunch of junk the rest of the day it won't make a difference I've got to do something more substantial than that if I'm gonna change my body oh (laughs) and that my friend is exactly why you are where you are stuck bouncing back and forth between going all-out trying to do some extreme diet and then totally quitting and eating like a spoiled brat for a few weeks or months until you muster up the motivation to do it all again and guess what This behavior pattern will never lead to success with your body. It will never lead to you actually losing weight and enjoying the process. It just leads to you feeling like a failure and becoming more and more disgusted and defeated. So don't do it. (laughs) Take my advice. Just change one meal at a time. Okay, next up. Let's expand a little more on that whole spoiled brat thing. I don't know if you caught that. There was a spoiled brat in there. Strategy number four, stop eating like a spoiled brat. So check out this definition. There's actually a definition for spoiled brat. You can check it out. You can Google it. A spoiled brat is a term used to describe children who exhibit behavioral problems from being overindulged by their parents or other caregivers. Here's the deal. You are the parent or caregiver of your body. And you're also the child. When we become an adult, it's like it's all rolled up into one. So it's your job. It's really your responsibility to parent yourself. (laughs) If we're just totally honest, we all have this unruly inner spall brat that demands exactly what they want, when they want it. And if they don't get it, they're going to pitch a fit. And as a parent, you would probably never allow that. And you would probably never let your child get away with eating what you feed yourself every day now. If you want to be fit and healthy and lose weight, at some point you must discipline your inner spoiled brat. And that word discipline is totally on purpose. It's not by mistake. Whenever a good parent lovingly corrects and teaches their child, you know what they're doing? They are disciplining them. They are training and teaching that child discipline and control both of which both of which discipline and control are vital they're necessary to be a successful adult now that you're an adult it's your responsibility <laughs> to tame your inner spoiled brat and train yourself with discipline and self-control now this may sound all preachy and parental it's like oh gee thanks Corey, but I mean it's just the truth I'm sorry if you don't like it. It's just the truth. It's a huge part of getting what you truly want out of life. Discipline, control, and parenting yourself. Next up, strategy number five. Realize that less truly does equal more. The less you eat your favorite decadent foods, the more you will enjoy them whenever you do eat them. And here's the really cool part that most people don't realize. The less you eat rich, sugary, decadent foods, the better all the healthier foods begin to taste. I've got a few family members who practice absolutely no sort of nutritional discipline. They drink soft drinks, eat fast food and sugary stuff all the time. And whenever we're together at a family outing, they'll try some like fruit and say, Oh, you know, man, that cantaloupe, it just, it just isn't that good. And it's not that they don't like cantaloupe. I know they love cantaloupe, but that cantaloupe just wasn't really good to them. And they'll say it really just, it really didn't have much taste. And then Allie and I will try it and we're like, oh my gosh, that's so delicious. It's amazing. It's so sweet, so flavorful. <laughs> and see, their taste buds are accustomed to food porn. <laughs> to wake them up and get them excited, they need pure sugar or fast food. And when you ask them, They'll even tell you that those foods don't even taste that good anymore. It's like their taste buds are getting numbed. So here's the simple fact. The less you eat indulgent foods, the better they taste and the better healthier foods taste too. It truly is like a retraining and sensitizing of your taste buds. So when you think about it, this is truly a win-win-win. When you put this into practice, you get to enjoy healthier foods more. You get to move toward the body you really want, and even though it's less often, you also get to enjoy your favorite foods more than ever. I mean, who wouldn't sign up for that, right? It's a beautiful thing. Okay, next up, last but not least, strategy number six, focus on how you feel and not just how you look or what the scales say. This one, man, guys, this is like some next level ninja stuff right here, okay? Okay like nutritional weight loss and ninja stuff. Inevitably, I know someone is bound for long-term success. Like their success is almost guaranteed. When they begin connecting the foods they eat with how it will make them feel and not just how they want to look or what number they want to see on the scales. This is really powerful for a few reasons. Number one, you feel the impact of the food long before you see what it's doing for your body. And number two, once you begin to love how food makes you feel, you're not just chasing a certain body or a certain weight. Suddenly, it's like you're tremendously empowered because now you don't just want to look a certain way, you also want to feel a certain way. It's not just about how you look anymore. It's like your motivation just instantly, boom! It just doubled because it's no longer just about the scales or the progress that can sometimes be so tough to see in the mirror on a day-to-day basis. Ah, It's a beautiful thing. So get into that ninja stuff. Focus on how you feel and not just how you look or not just what the scales say. Okay, gang, we're going to wrap this up. Those are six of my favorite strategies for losing weight when you really love Food. Let's go over them one more time very quickly. Number one, make it okay. Like, stop beating yourself up about enjoying food and craving decadent, indulgent food. Make it okay. Take away the guilt and shame. There's no guilt and shame. When I go eat a Chinese buffet, I do not feel shameful or embarrassed or guilty one bit. Next up, number two, understand that food is not good or bad. And every food and every food choice and every really every choice in life is a package deal. You get everything that comes with it. All of the good. All of the benefits and then all of the consequences. It's just the way life works. Next up, number three, make small changes and quit that all or once crap. Maybe just change one meal. Pick, maybe it's just breakfast. Change it for a couple weeks and then allow yourself the other meals to enjoy what you normally enjoy and build from that. That's exactly what we do in my coaching group. We build on it and we work through this stuff. Next up, number four, stop eating like a spoiled brat <laughs> or better yet, Parent yourself and discipline your inner spoiled brat. Next up, number five, realize that less truly does equal more. The less you eat those decadent food porn foods, the more sensitive your taste buds will become. The more you'll enjoy healthy foods and the more you'll enjoy those decadent foods, indulgent foods when you do have them. And lastly, number six, focus on how you feel and not just how you look or what the scales say. Because... Food dramatically impacts how you feel within a few hours and definitely within a few days. But sometimes it takes a little longer than that to see changes in the mirror or to see changes on the scale. So to wrap up, those are the six, but I want to give you a little bonus tip, okay? Here we go. See, all of these strategies are incredible and they're powerful and they can definitely help. But honestly, if you have a super unhealthy relationship with food, then you probably need to see a counselor or therapist in order to break that down, dig in and figure out what's going on. This can manifest in a number of different ways from obsessive thoughts about food to binge eating disorder, to simply using food as medicine to like totally avoid your emotions or the realities of your life and you just instead drown yourself in food on a consistent basis. Look, I am not a psychologist or a therapist So I'm really not equipped to diagnose those issues, but here's what I would strongly encourage you to do. Google the terms I just mentioned, Google those phrases or just Google what you experience, your patterns, your symptoms and and see if you might fall into one of these categories. And then, then here's the, here's the most important part guys. If you do, if you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that really describes me. There is no shame And there is no embarrassment. Not at all. I encourage you to see it in a totally opposite way. To feel a sense of excitement and courage and possibility. If you've truly been suffering from some sort of eating disorder, some sort of legitimate eating disorder, and you finally discovered it and you're ready and willing to get help and to overcome, oh my gosh, that's the most exciting, courageous, life-changing thing ever. Ever. It's amazing. So applaud yourself. Do it. And do it with a smile on your face. I got you back and I support you 100%. Ha! Okay. <laughs> That's it, my friends. That's it for today. Look, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, man, I absolutely love to hear about it. I love to hear from you. So shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm Corey Little Coach, or shoot me a message on Facebook, Corey Little Coaching. Um, and you can also find my social media info, social media tags, or whatever in the show notes if you just scroll down on whatever podcast player you're listening. And then always remember, always remember, guys, you know what's coming. There's more to you and your body than what you weigh because you're more than just a number. You're an amazing, beautiful, incredible, capable human being. And losing weight is really about feeling great and gaining life and living the life you've always wanted. Ah, that's it. Y'all are the best. Much love. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.